Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Yo, 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 what up, Montana? Hopefully you're getting some sunshine like we are here in western Montana. My, oh, my, does a little vitamin D feel good on a February 11th. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We are coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hope you had a great week. Appreciate you being here on your Friday. Ton of stuff to get to. We're going to talk all the way around the world of sports when it comes to the Montana world of sports. Because first and foremost, we know it's Super Bowl weekend. We also know you've been listening to a bunch of Super Bowl talk, and we'll have a bunch in this show, but we got to take care of the local stuff first. I think that's one of my favorite parts about living in Montana is sports is so big here when it comes to people following local sports that nobody would even complain about that. You want to hear about what happened in the Big Sky Conference and Hoops last night. You want to hear about this showdown coming up, Dahlberg Arena tonight between Hellgate and Sentinel. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of different things that we're going to touch on. It's also Friday, so we have the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports uh, coming up at about 5 o'clock. That's going to come with a couple cocktails to the AC Hotel if you are so lucky to win. And then we also have our student of the week for uh, this is actually from over Christmas break. And then this young lady's been so busy with basketball, I haven't been able to catch up with her. But Amara Bodkins, she's a senior at Power High School, actually has her senior night tonight in hoops 
and uh, also a great philanthropist member of her community there in power, just a, a little ways away from Great Falls there uh, in central Montana. And then we'll also talk, uh, readdress some of the uh, Montana storylines in the big game on Sunday as well. Los Angeles Rams, how crazy is this to say, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, second year in a row, a... Uh, Super Bowl has been played at a home stadium in which the team that is uh, one of the teams participating, it is their home stadium. But the first time where we could have a full crowd. Last year, it was only select vaccinated individuals in Tampa Bay. But this year, uh, a full stadium expected at SoFi Stadium. So we'll talk all the way around the game as well. If you want to listen to the show, stream the show, any of your mobile devices, your cell phone, your tablet, your computer, laptop, whatever, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. You can also get a hold of the show. That's how you're going to win for the AC Hotel. It's also how you're going to win our Valentine's Day giveaway as well. We're going to give that to you on Monday, so stay tuned for more details on that. But you can always get a hold of us via phone call or text at 888-1029. That's 888-1029, and all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. How about that Valentine's Day giveaway? We got a pair of tickets, a pair of lift tickets to Snowball. We also got a $50 gift card to Dazzler's Car Wash, so get your car wash before you go pick up your date and then after you take her skiing or him skiing or whoever it may be i don't care who you go with uh, i don't care who you celebrate with take me hey whatever rajim's up for grabs right now maybe he'll be part of the prize <laughs> we also got a 25 dollars gift card to tagliari deli for you uh, so you can have some sandwiches some sustenance and i also got a very nice bottle of wine courtesy of warden's market so yeah. get you all set up for valentine's day all you gotta do is just tell us text us your valentine's day plans Feelings, aspirations, opinion on the holiday, whatever. Any Valentine's Day conversation, 406-888-1029. That'll get you all entered up to win. What's up, brother? How you doing? I love your pink shirt. It, they match my pink shoes. And you got some pink shoes for your birthday. We uh, we gave you a happy birthday hoorah last week, but that yeah. was actually a little ways ahead of your birthday. Your birthday was actually yesterday. Is that right? It was yesterday, and when we spoke about it, we... we sp- uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to do the show today because of the celebratory aspect of having a birthday so close to the weekend. But this is this is I'm in good company, man, and this is good. This is good therapy for me. I need this. Son. I was thinking that today too, man. I was thinking first of all, I, I do appreciate that uh, I have enough people in my life that I'm close enough to where I can say how you doing? And they don't just say, fine, thanks, how are you? They'll say, you know, I'm feeling like this, I'm feeling like that. I think it's good to always have, you know, open lines of communication. And as you know, here was a little broadcasting, we have uh, several very wonderful and engaging people that really do care about how you're doing and what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Um, but it's been funny because, you know, I was talking to Tommy and Rhonda and all our great friends around here, and you know, how, how's it going? Man, I feel so down. I feel so out of it. I feel so weird. And, you know, I was texting my mom the other day, and she's like, how you feeling, honey? I'm like, I've, just, I've been feeling sick for like a month. But part of it is just because it's February in Missoula, man. Yeah. I feel like a million bucks today because I drove around in the sunshine all day. I got a workout in, got a walk outside. I felt the sun on my face, had some Florence coffee. and It was hot rolling. yesterday. For February, it was 50. 50- it's crazy. My birthday was yesterday, February 10th. I've never, ever had a birthday over, I would say, 30-something degrees. That and I, yesterday was in the high 40s. I was sun. Yeah, and you've lived in Missoula for 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I was, this is, hey, that was the best birthday gift I got was the beautiful, <laughs> beautiful sun and the warmth of the light. That and, of course, my kids singing happy birthday first oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And then being serenaded by seventh and eighth grade girls that I coach nice, nice. on um, basketball teams and here and there. Beautiful, beautiful, screechy voices. Uh, 
feeding love into an old vessel. So, yeah, man, it feels good. A little vitamin D on your skin, Nuanes, mi hermano. I gotta love it. Well, and I was also thinking, though, there is a therapeutic aspect to this, too, especially Absolutely. on a on a Friday. Because, you know, as we as you know, we like to load you up around here just with all the information we possibly can, interviews and, and all that stuff. But we got... A little more flow, a little more open space, a little more breathing room here on Fridays. And I love sitting here with my main guy, Rajim Seabrook, each and every Friday here on Nuanas. Now, we got our Florence coffee. Mm. This is three weeks in a row where I pulled up. Nobody's in the line. Luck it out. I got my iced Americano. Raj has got his hot Americano. It's a Friday night. It's late night. You can stay up late tonight. Go swing by a Florence coffee. Get yourself a little cup of joe, maybe some tea, whatever you need. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. I'm going to be staying up late tonight. I'm thinking about swinging down the Golden Goat tonight, man. I think I'm about going down to Dahlberg and checking out a little Hellgate Sentinel basketball action. I thought about it, man. I just... You got a lot going on. I got a lot going got on. Friday night. You need got, to chill. It's all to good, chill. Man. Got some stuff early in the morning. Going to the gym. Got some... I got a... Coffee dates, got lunch dates tomorrow, got dinner dates tomorrow. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I might watch it from the confines of my home, listening to some Silk Sonic in the background, chilling. It, it is right here on SWX Montana Television, so, so stay tuned mm. for that. Very excited. It's going to be a good game. To uh, see, see the games as they were. Uh, and a couple really good teams, both. The Hellgate girls are extremely good. Ridiculous. They're one of the, they are, I should say, one of them. I, I believe that they're the best team in the state of Montana. Hands down. At the AA level. Hands down. Uh, Sentinel's coming off a big crosstown win over Big Sky. Big Sky is significantly yeah. improved. Ty Hobbs is doing a hell of a Hobbs, job baby. over at uh, Big Sky. And Cadence Couture is going to be a special player. I was watching some yes. of those highlights. Yes. As only a freshman, she's a, she is a like above average to not very good AA player already as a freshman. So she's got a lot of potential. Oh, yeah. But Sentinel squeezed out a win mm-hmm. in Big Sky's gym on uh, earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. And uh, so Sentinel takes a little momentum in, but tall task for the Sentinel girls mm-hmm. as they face Hellgate tonight. And uh, the Hellgate boys, it's very interesting to analyze this squad because they don't quite have that star power they've had in the last couple of years, but that's no slight on any of their guys. They just don't have a Raleigh Wooster or an Abe Johnson or a surefire, you know, Division One recruit. <laughs> Generational players. Right, yeah. Exactly. But they do have very, very good players and uh, a lot of guys that are going to be college athletes, Absolutely. especially in other sports. But, Absolutely. But Jeff Hayes does a heck of a job there yeah. at Sentinel as well. Oh, yeah. Or excuse me, at Hellgate. Hellgate. And, uh, but Sentinel's doing a little better too. I mean, Sentinel's sort of, uh, had to endure high expectations coming into this year after losing a couple really good players in Alex Gerber and Tony Froelich Fair, and uh, they're sort of coming together too. So it, it's interesting because I think that there's a little less star power when it comes to this specific Golden Goat, but I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I actually think it makes the team elements of this a little bit better. I think it makes the game overall better, and I like what you noted on with Sentinel. I think what uh, one of the situations with Sentinel is they're getting healthy. you got to realize a third or maybe a quarter of that team was playing football well right, well right, deep right. into the season and those lingering effects and now being able to literally walk away and shake some of that off and have those Man. muscles, the body, and emotions transition to basketball, which is why you're starting to see a little bit of a takeoff for them. Oh, that, that's such an underrated factor in AA, too. I've thought about this a lot because a lot of the best athletes at all levels of, of high school sports, but especially in AA, they'll play football and basketball. And you're right. It's not just the physical transition. It's the mental transition, too. I used to, I remember this. I mean, I remember, like, my senior year, we went to the semifinals of the playoffs, and then you get a week off, and then it's basketball tryouts. And you're still trying to get over the the loss and, and you know, the grieving of your, your high school football career being over. And it's like, wow, we got hoops right now. And it's tough. And even though Sentinel back-to-back state champs, you're still riding a high. It just takes a little bit of a mindset change. And so I do expect Sentinel to be a team that gets better down the stretch into the state. They've been okay so far. 
but they still are a, a definitely a contender in the Western AA. Absolutely. I always say, too, with uh, with the teams that run deep into the playoffs, look at the look who gets into foul trouble the first. For, like, the worst foul trouble. <laughs> like, no matter how good the athletes are, it's always the football players. Nine times out of ten. Oh, you're preaching the choir, man. Oh, my dad, my old man's best friend paid me per game to foul out. And uh, so I have the, the give you five for a reason. I got the distinct dis, uh, distinction of uh, having, uh, I think I fouled out uh, 39 of the 43 varsity games of my career. Consistent, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it for the money. Gotta love it. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. I actually think I wasn't getting paid any money. I think I was getting paid pickle barrel sandwiches. Remember when we had the pickle barrel here? Oh, snap, son. That stuff was good. That was so good. It was good. They still have one in Bozeman. The original pickle barrel is still in Bozeman. I so. thought the original was in Great Falls. The one that actually has the big pickle no, no, barrel the original, outside the, of it. The original one is on campus in Bozeman, right up the street from, uh, it's like right off behind one of the main buildings there on the MSU campus. I need a DoorDash. We're coming to you for the at Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can find amazing winter savings at Northwest Motorsport. Visit nwmsrocks.com for the largest selection of lifted trucks, diesel trucks, SUVs, and more. Take back the road with Northwest Motorsport. Before we get into what went down in the Big Sky Conference in hoops last night, how about the blockbuster this week? I had a hard time absorbing this only because as I grow old in my age... I, uh, I'm starting to let some of my, my distaste for entitled athletes influence my ability to analyze <laughs> certain situations. You're getting older. For sure, man. <laughs> I, I mean, so when I first heard, the, the NBA is different than any other sport where you have superstars traded for superstars, right? So when Ben Simmons was traded for James Harden, my phone blew up. Andrew Howard, oh, yeah. our, our producer here, he texts me. Our good buddy Kyle Sample, who's a big NBA fan, texts me. I got like five or six different texts from my NBA, you know, circle lover, lovers. You know, Austin Tuto was hitting me up. And, and uh my first reaction was, I couldn't care less. But that's only because I think that James Harden is a, a annoying, a, a irritating, no, annoying ball hog, and I think Ben Simmons is just. So, there's so many words I can't use on the radio for Ben Simmons, but I just think that he's so entitled and he he's like the what there's so many good things about the the new age generation in terms of their elevated maturity and uh, ability to sort of handle the spotlight. He's not that. He is not of okay. Thank you no, for saying is, that. I was like not he is not of that he's ilk. The, he's the antithesis of that. Absolutely, like, Ben Simmons is what you know our parents projected what would happen if you're spoiled rotten your whole life. That's what True. Ben Simmons is, and so it didn't move the needle. At all. Yet, I now have thought about it for several days and have a, a real basketball opinion about it. But what was your reaction when you heard Philly's trading uh, Ben Simmons, finally Ben Simmons, out of his uh, self-created Philadelphia prison, trading him uh, for James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets? Well, when it comes to James Harden, one word, four letters, yawn. Next, like, I'm just, I'm over him, and I'm over his 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 me-first attitude. Um, if you were supposed to be one of the most prolific scorers of all time, sure. you're, you're, you're slowly becoming one of the better double-double guys of all time, how come you're not elevating everything else around well, you? Well, that's exactly right. It's because your ego quashes everything else around you, regardless of how your talent, but, it, it, regardless of your talent level. I, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody on Bill Simmons' podcast recently that's pretty close to James Harden. Yeah. And he was saying... The thing that the he, he's like America's got it twisted. They all think okay, James Harden is the scoring champion who can't win the big one. What's he need to do to change his mentality to do that? And he's like, James doesn't care about any of that stuff. James wants to make money. 
play basketball, have fun, and be where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be in Brooklyn anymore, so now he's out. Now he's going to Philly. I don't know if that's necessarily any better. I think James Harden wants to be back down in Texas, living on his big ranch uh, in Houston. But regardless, you're right. So, so that was my initial basketball reaction was, neither one of these guys play, plays winning basketball. No. So why do I care? Then I started thinking about it, though, as well. Ben Simmons, for all of his personal flaws and his self-entitlement, he's also been unbelievably miscast during his NBA career. True. He can't shoot. Therefore, he, he can't, can't shoot. He's this generation's <laughs> Jason Kidd. It's like, it's right. But Thank the, you. But he should have been cast like Jason Kidd on a Period. team that runs straight up transition. Yes. Or he should be like a LeBron James where he's like a stretch or he's like a, a point forward or a point center where he gets the rebound and then he's playing point guard. Every time Ben Simmons gets the rebound, he plays point guard. That's fine. When you're trying to cast him, though, as this point guard that needs to play then off the ball when Joel Embiid has the ball in the post, that's horrible because now you, you're automatically double teaming totally. Embiid. Totally, Simmons can't shoot. I, so I do think though that Simmons a fresh, some fresh scenery, a new squad, and a guy like Kevin Durant to play next to. Those are both volatile personalities, but I do think it's a better fit for Simmons than I did for he, he and Embiid. I think it is a better fit because uh, you have less to to double down on to make him a one-sided player. I think having Kevin Durant and Kyrie and the rest of the boys down there in Brooklyn, it opens up uh, Simmons' games, and it actually takes away some accountability and responsibility. We actually might see a different type of athlete out of him without having to look over his shoulders or have that, like, I have to do something I know I can't do. Could you imagine going to work every day like that? You are asking me to do something I know I can't do. No question. There's also just times in relationships where things reach an end. Doesn't oh, have to be bad. Buddy, good, I know all about that. I mean, it doesn't have to be good, bad, or indifferent. It just it's just over. And it is what it is. Philadelphia and Ben Simmons was over. Bad, and Ben te- Simmons done. was begging his way out, and they wouldn't break up with them. They well, now they finally did. So now he's finally <laughs> on his way out the door. The other thing that I think gets overshadowed yes. with Ben Simmons is that Ben Simmons is arguably the best perimeter defender in the entire NBA when he's healthy and rolling. I don't know how he's going to be when he's hasn't played for half of the season, but. Ben Simmons, with his size and length, is uh, an unbelievable weapon. He, he's one of the only guys, I guess the best way to put it is I think he is the only guy in the league, besides the two guys I'm about to name, that can guard those two guys. He's the only guy in the league that can even come close to guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo and was, LeBron James. Gian, I was going to only, Giannis to me is, I mean, he's a... F- you could put Ben Simmons on James Harden or LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's how good of a weapon Ben Simmons Agreed. is defensively. Agreed. I'm not going to disagree with that. Keep waxing poetic, baby. <laughs> Gotta love it. So we'll, we'll, we're going to dive really full into the NBA pretty hard here upcoming. Yes. It's amazing how long the season is now. I mean, you can you cannot pay attention to the NBA and still dive in and still have a full 35 to 40 games of the regular season and just like baseball and two months worth of the playoffs, right? Like absolutely. You can realistically not watch the NBA until the playoffs start and you still watch the NBA three months a year. I'll be honest. As much as I love the game of baseball, guess when I start watching last week of August. Yeah, right. Totally. Cause everything else beside uh, before that, it, it does. It's a moot point because totally. of how long the season is. Totally. No, is now ESPN radio as well as SWX Montana television. Let's take a look around what happened in big sky conference basketball last yeah. night. First, we start as we will continue to start until they're not rolling the, through the rest of the league. The hottest team in the Big Sky Conference, the Montana State men. They are undefeated this calendar year. They won their 10th straight game last night. 
77-74 over Portland State. Mm-hmm. That's 15 out of 16 for the Bobcats. They started 1-3, and three and they're 19-5. and five. They've been flat rolling this season. Danny Sprinkle doing a hell of a job there at Montana State. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bobcats are just... They're refusing to lose right now. They didn't even actually play that well last night. They turned the ball over all over the place. Portland State put a lot of pressure on them, and yet they're just making winning plays, and they're finding just so many ways to win. And uh, they're, uh, they were a slow-moving train. Now they're a fast-moving train. Montana State alone in first place atop the Big Sky Cowards after their victory last night, 11-2 and in league play for the Bobcats. Here in Missoula, a one of the uh, – what's the right word for this? One of the most brutal games I've watched in a while. No offense whatsoever. Northern Arizona and Montana both shot under 30% in the first half. It was 25-23 to when I first got to the stadium right before halftime. That was 27-25 at half. And then in the second half, the Grizz just kept on getting in their own way offensively. Montana just doesn't have a go-to offensive option. They want it to be Josh Bannon so bad. And sometimes it can be Robbie Beasley. But then when it comes down to the last four minutes of games, they have nowhere to turn. And and it's so weird to see. Like, Beasley last night scored 16 points. But then he had a crucial offensive foul and shot two air balls down the stretch in an overtime. Josh Bannon, he had 26 points against Southern Utah on Monday night. He looked like a dominant scorer at times last night, but then got dominated himself. Badly. The, the thing is, the Grizz, the biggest thing, that there's a lot of things that are looting Montana right now. They are still sitting at 9-5 and five in conference play after last night's 72-67 loss to Northern Arizona. But let's be cup cut and dry here. Montana just lost to Idaho State and Northern Arizona in the same week. That ain't good if you want to be a Big Sky Conference title contender. Emphasis on the word ain't, because I, I it's, it, it ain't good for anyone that's in love with this program. What I feel like the Grizz lack right now is identity. For who, sure. Who, well, who, are, who, who are they? They have who no are we? Well, that's the, that's the dichotomy. Is they have no offensive identity. They have such a defined defensive identity. Absolutely. But the defensive identity is so strangulating to even their own oh, offensive bingo. identity. This was the thought I had as I was driving into the stadium last night. I forgot. You'd think I wouldn't have been doing this for 15 years for a career. I forgot my pass at the house. So I'm texting Andrew. I'm like, yo. <laughs> rookie. Rookie. <laughs> I was like, yo, is my pass at the house? He's like, it is. I was like, all right, I'll see you in a minute. I wake up around, drive back 15 oh, minutes to the house, 15 minutes back to campus. So anyways, uh, I'm listening to Riley Corcoran, though, uh, yeah. on the radio, on the radio call, the voice of the Grizz, who, by the way, will join us uh, next week here on Nuanas Now as well. And he's interviewing Travis Secure for the, the pregame show. Right. And uh, Coach Secure is an incredibly articulate guy, and he knows how to articulate his vision and also explain his uh, goals and premise for you know specific things within the game very well. And I was sat there thinking how amazing it is that a team can be so dedicated to this singular style of winning and then have that singular dedication be successful most of the time, but then also how flawed that is to have a singular definition of winning. He was talking all about, we're, we're going to chase NAU off the three-point line. They're not going to shoot more than 15 threes. We're going to keep them under 30% field goal shooting, all that stuff. Montana accomplished all of those goals last night. That, and that's what the the that's like the the wall they keep banging their collective heads into. They can out tough everybody in the league. They can win games sixty six sixty four as they've made a habit doing. But if you get a team that's red hot from beyond the three point line, or you get a team that has individual superior players to yours in the mismatch areas, you're, you're going to lose. And so you can sit there and dig your heels in on the tenets of defense with championship. 
Partially they do. This day and age of college basketball, you got to score the rock. Montana can't Period. score the rock right now, and that's why they're up and down so much like they are. Yeah, I understand that defense wins championships, but also having something to have an offensive complementary aspect to it. I say take we're gonna I'm gonna segue it into football. Take if you're gonna have that mentality, coach, do what the Ravens did. Play that hard-nosed defense. Have your identity be that or surrounding that. But then manage something else on the sure. opposite end. You can't You can't keep going, like you said, Gus for rotting your head into the wall and complaining that you have a headache, right? You, you can't keep doing that. You can't keep doing the same thing and wanting different results. And right now, the offense is lagging. The defense is there. It's solid. I love it. It's locked down. But you're also clamping down your offensive prowess in, in the process. The other biggest personnel disadvantage, or I guess flaw that Montana has on their roster, yep. is that they only have two types of players. Brandon Whitney and Lonel Martin and and Robbie Beasley and Josh Vasquez and all these guys, they all look just like, like Lonel Martin's actually has pretty good size, but they're all just like these wing guards and like combo guards. And then they have their their center guys. Right. Three six foot nine white guys. That's what they got on the front court. And but there's the only two types of guys on the Grizz. They don't have any sort of diverse players or like just different looking guys that's one of the brilliance of mid-major college basketball is sometimes you get guys that are a little unorthodox but have specific skills i thought that was on full display with northern arizona last night carson tout who's nau's bruising power forward and i nick, like that boy nick he's mains, nice nick mains who's their skinny long lanky shooter Neither one of those guys is like some crazy superior no. talent to what the Grizz got, but they're totally different than what the Grizz have. Nick Maines is a six foot six shooter, and Towns is a 235-pound post. Banger. He's, a, he's only about 6'6 as well, but he plays with a crazy motor. Yep. He's really high, he's he's a really high energy player. And those guys just diced Montana because of their matchup disadvantages. And so, you know, I thought last night two things were on full display. Montana's inability to score the basketball, uh, combined with the fact that I, th- I hope that was a wake-up call for that team to realize that defense is your calling card. It is the way you're going to be in games most of the time. Yet, you have to be able to score the ball if you want to win a basketball game. And it also was just a stark uh, po- a stark line to what Montez missing personnel-wise as well. Yeah, there's just there's some holes on the roster, and the Grizz need to fill them quickly if they want to be successful uh, going forward. Especially with tournament time coming right around the corner, you've got you've got to create something uh, to make something happen. And right now, if they continue to do what they did, Coulter, it'll be lights out real quick. Well, that's that's right though. The whole analysis here is moot only because this next month is going to be so haphazard with so many weird and different results because of the True. scheduling anomalies and you know. There's so many different factors. We don't need to bore you with all those. Who's playing the best when they get to Boise? That's going to be the whole key. Montana style will be able to win them a game or two at the tournament in Boise. But I'm always so critical of the Grizz in every sport, but particularly men's basketball, because it's championship or bust when you have a head coach of the caliber of Travis DeCure and you have the tradition that Montana has in men's basketball. Those Grizz lost last night 72-67 to Northern Arizona. And a U just five and eight in Big Sky Conference play. The loss drops Montana to nine and five in league action. Shane Burkhart, third year head coach for the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, 
following the game. Shane Burkhardt, the head coach of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. And, uh, Coach, it's been a little while since I watched Montana lose in Missoula. They haven't lost here since February of last year. So, huge effort by your guys in overtime. How are you guys able to do it? You know what? We just talked about being tough the whole night. And, um, you know, Montana obviously is a hard place to play. I know they're undefeated. I did not know about the February stat that you said. But what we focused on more than anything was NAU basketball. And, you know, they run a bunch of sets. They're a really good basketball team, obviously, especially at home. And we just focused on ourselves, really focused on our concepts that we've been doing as far as staying in the middle defensively. And we had a couple opportunities tonight to say, oh, here we go again. But we just simply didn't do that. We're a young program building, and you know these kind of games maybe can flip the whole season for you. It's so interesting because Montana, they grind so hard on defense, but you guys are tough. Like, you guys don't mind playing that way either. So what do you think of your guys embracing that element of the game? Well, that's who we want to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Montana, since I've been in the league, there's somebody that you kind of study, someone that you want to be like. You know, they've been to two NCAA tournaments when I first got in the league. And uh, so, you know, someone who uh, Travis I've known for years from my high school and his college recruiting. And those, those are the games that we want to play because Montana has had so many success because they're tough. Every night, if they're not making shots, they're still going to be in a game. And I appreciate you saying that, but I know we beat them on the boards by nine. It was like a soccer game for the first 12 minutes. It was like seven, six, eight to seven. So really happy for our guys. And I, I coach our guys hard, but I really believe that we have more in them. And I think they can see that, too. Really like Carson Tout, too. I mean, he's come a long ways. I was impressed with him when you guys were here last year, but yeah. I mean, it seems like he's even taking the next step. How, how much toughness does he bring? Because he seems like one of the tone setters for you guys. Well, he sure is. He's a freshman. He's one of our captains, and he brings that toughness. He's somebody that you know as a head coach when you leave the room, he's still talking about the same message. And uh, for him to have, I think he had seven rebounds, no, seven assists. Right. He had seven assists. He, he made all the right reads. Very talented player, and uh, he made a big free throw, too. But those are the type of guys that I think you win long term with. We're not trying to build a season. We're, we're going to build a program with tough guys like Carson Tout. Well, and Jalen Cohn, he's such a great scorer, but it was actually his pass at the end that kind of made it happen. But what did you think of Brandon Whitney's defense on him, but also his ability to sort of transition into becoming a passer? Well, I think Jalen has been doing good. I know he's averaged seven assists the last two games. First half, he had five turnovers and no assist. And second half, he had five assists and no turnovers. So I know Brandon Whitney's a great defender. and It makes it hard. And as we talked about Montana, they're, I would say they're one of the toughest, you know, just to be complimentary to the other programs in our league. They're one of the top teams all every year. And uh, so we knew it would be tough sliding. I didn't know it would be like that. But, uh, you know, for Jalen to score 12 or 13 points and make the right reads, he's really grown as a point guard. And Nick Maines, I know he struggled with that ankle last year but he came up and hit some big shots for you guys tonight. Yeah, Nick is, you know, you don't start a conversation about our program without talking about Nick Maines, and he made big shots here last year. I know he missed a Thursday night game, and he played Saturday, but he made big shots throughout the night. He made only three in the first half. In the second half, uh, he kind of hit that one to give us up four, didn't he? Yep. And he just, you know, he's, he's such a threat out there because he's hard to guard when you got someone who will share the ball. You mentioned you guys are so young. So now getting this win here mid-February, the tournament's about a month away. What do you think this can do for you? I mean, do you hope that this can carry some momentum for you guys? Hey, nice job, guys. Good game, guys. Do you hope this can carry some momentum for you guys? Yeah, I most certainly think so. I've always been saying we're so close to that mythical wall. And sometimes that gets tiresome to keep saying that. But I believe in our guys 100%. As you mentioned, we are a young team. I know I said it too. But, yes, I do. I think, hey, if you can win in Montana, you can win anywhere in this league. And that's all the credit to Montana. 
We'll see if they can carry that momentum. I was very impressed with NAU last night, actually. And uh, part of it, Montana did not look fresh or very good. But NAU has some good young players. I, I think Carson Tout could find a role in every single team in this league. I love guys like him. Undersized, tweeners, but athletic, tough, strong. Just a six foot six banger, man. I think that everybody in the league could use a guy like that. Snowhead is now ESPN Radio, breaking down all things Big Sky Conference hoops. The Lady Grizz lost a heartbreaker last night. They uh, appeared to have hit a game-winning buzzer beater. The announcer at Dahlberg announced that it was a buzzer beater. Then they review the clock. There's a second left in women's basketball. A timeout advances the ball to half court like in the NBA. So NAU gets one more shot. Inbounds lob to Karika Rashid. She gets a bucket and a phantom foul. That ties the game. The free throw wins the game. Lady Grizz announced to have won 59-57. And that's even how ESPN National had it on the website all the way through the evening. Not so much. Lady Grizz lose 60-59. So a heartbreaker for the UM women and then the MSU women. They were supposed to play Portland State last night. Instead, Portland State had to postpone. They parlayed because they were already at the airport. They hit it, hit it to Southern Utah. The game was on the schedule for 34 hours before they played it. And the Montana State loses their eighth game winning streak on the women's side. Snapped a 70-60 loss in Cedar City. Maybe we'll get back around to Travis DeCure later on in the show. But uh, we've heard from Coach already this week. And we'll definitely hear from him again next week. we got to get out because there's your Big Sky basketball action. We got some Super Bowl talk to get to. The big game on Sunday. We'll break it down for you. Some of the best storylines on Super Bowl Sunday. Keep it right here. Duan is now ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Missoula Sports Center. Montana State kept rolling while the state's other Division I basketball teams hit the skids on Thursday night. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Raekwon Battle, a former Washington transfer who hit all three of his three-point attempts in the first half, nailed his only field goal after halftime with 18 seconds left to lift Montana State to a 77-74 win over Portland State in Bozeman. The victory is Montana State's 10th straight and 15th in the last 16 games. MSU is 19-5 overall after starting the season 1-3. In Missoula, Montana cannot close out pesky NAU in regulation. Then the Lumberjacks dominated the overtime period as Northern Arizona posted a 72-67 win. The loss snaps Montana's 14-game home winning streak dating back to last February that included 12 wins in a row at home this year. In Flagstaff, the Lady Grizz thought they had their second buzzer-beating victory of the week when Sophia Stiles hit a go-ahead jumper with a second to go. Instead, NAU got one more chance and a heave to Karika Rashid led to the game-tying bucket at the horn while she was fouled. She converted the free throw and NAU won 60-59. And finally, the previously red-hot Montana State women saw their 
three-game winning streak end in Cedar City, Utah, in a game that landed on the schedule just 36 hours before it was played, so in Utah outlasted MSU 70-60 to to keep pace. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Montana, welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, all the way around the great state of Montana. Appreciate you being here on your Friday. Hope you're getting all geared up for Super Bowl week. We've been slow playing it because we're trying to give you all the best local and statewide stuff around here because we know you're getting your NFL commentary from every corner. But, of course, we got the week kicked off with the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Mornenweg. 25-plus years in the NFL as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Got it coached in two different Super Bowls and 11 other NFC Championship games. He joined us on Monday, and we got exciting news. We're going to be replaying the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty over the weekend, and uh, we'll have another one next week as well. But moving forward, you're going to hear a lot more of our favorite and best interview segments and uh, some of our longer segments here at ESPN played throughout the weekend and over the weekend as well. So you can stay tuned. You can check out, if you missed Marty, Marty's segment from Monday, you can check it out on the Sunday about an hour before the game. We're going to play between 3 and 4 p.m. So uh, kick off for the Super Bowl from Los Angeles, 4.30. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting them here in the Garden City, corner of Stevens and Mount, or by checking them out online at nwmsrocks.com. Let's dive into it. All football all the time. A little Super Bowl coverage. we got a special guest for you today. He's from the NFL Network. Studio host Mike Yam joining us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Mike, what's up, my man? How you living? Colts are doing great, man. I uh, appreciate you having me on. It's certainly obviously a big, big weekend for all of us. Yeah, no question about it. We have a mutual friend, Alex Esserman, who's a weekly contributor yeah. here uh, at... Uh, Nuana's now, as well as her, her role at SWX Montana TV. And uh, so that's how Mike and I got in touch, although we've never met each other. This is just a, a relationship in its infancy. So, uh, Mike, let's start first and foremost with this game. I think that this NFL season was yeah. among the most crazy that we've seen. I think the, what, once the, the sort of the normalization of sports gambling has sort of made, put in stark realization just how crazy weekends can be with underdogs winning on the road and all this sort of stuff. But now we have two, I think... Sort of unlikely teams in the Super Bowl. Uh, you could have talked me to the Rams. In fact, I've had the Rams since July 1 being the NFC champion, but nobody had the Bengals as the AFC champion. And uh, there was a lot of contenders this year, but now here we are, Cincinnati versus Los Angeles in L.A. So what's your overall broad take on this game so far? What do you think of this matchup? Well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, right? Two teams. One, we felt like, hey, they're supposed to be here, right? I mean, they put the chips in the middle of the table, and they said, yeah, let's roll. And they made the big moves during the season, before the season, where you want to talk about Stafford, Bob Miller, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. This is not shocking. It's a little surprising because it's a four seed, and it's not a one seed. And the same can be said from a Cincinnati perspective. Two four seeds that are going at it. Two teams built differently. You think about a more veteran leadership, guys who have been there before, Miller, for example, who's won a Super Bowl. There's a lot of pressure 
from a Rams perspective for a lot of reasons. Number one, I think more people probably think they're going to win. The fact that they're playing this game, even though they're not the home team, inside their home stadium. And they were built to do this. They they mortgaged a lot of their future, don't have a ton of first-round picks now. Uh, you know, they don't have any in, in this upcoming draft. It's going to be a little bit of time versus a Bengals team that – Let's be honest here, Colton. I mean, like they've built their team around the draft. It's younger players. When guys like myself were jumping up and down, saying, "How do you not go and take a guy like Panay Sewell uh, in the first round with your first pick?" You go Jamar Chase. I mean, clearly I was wrong, and and the people who thought like I did were, were definitely wrong. But skill position players are, are are there, and I think at the end of the day, the Joe Burrow factor can be huge in this particular matchup. But Colter, I, I I look at Aaron Donald. I look at the one-man wrecking crew that he is. I think about this team and their ability to get to the quarterback third in the league in terms of sacks. And on the flip side, a Cincinnati team, I mean, Joe Burrow's been sacked nine, excuse me, 12 times in the postseason. He's been sacked over 50 times this year. He has taken a beating. And in my mind, that defensive line for, for the, from an L.A. perspective might be the difference. Mike Yam joining us from the NFL Network here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. And Mike, since you are new to this show, you don't know that one of my main yelling points around here is offensive line play. I'm a former offensive lineman. I'm always talking about the guys in the trenches. The Bengals are one of the great examples defying my premise. I always say you cannot be a championship-level team. You cannot win a championship without an elite offensive line at any level of football. The Bengals have one of the worst offensive lines in football. That's why, though, the addition of Jamar Chase plus the continued progression of Joe Burrow is even more impressive. When Burrow first got hurt, that was the narrative. They can't keep him upright. He's going to keep getting hurt. You know, Is this guy going to be the next David Carr or something like that, a guy that just gets bludgeoned until he's out of the league? And it's not been the case at all. Instead, he's been so transcendent. The security blanket that is one of the most explosive playmakers in the league in Jamar Chase has been so uh, revelatory. And like you said, such a great pick when they did get roasted on draft day for not taking Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, But that's why I think that the Bengals have a a swinging chance in this game is because this team has been riding the magic. They've been riding the lightning since... Joe Burrow first got back in the lineup, and since he's now taken over as one of the upcoming and preeminent stars in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So it sounds like you and I are on the same page, or at least we're on the same page with Sewell and and feeling like Cincinnati should go with him, especially considering how Burrow's uh, rookie campaign had finished. But look, I, I'm with you. It does defy logic. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Coulter, there's never been a team that has allowed more than 50 sacks to their quarterback ever to make a Super Bowl. This is the first time that it's happened. And there's a thing, you know, there's a, some of us who go, all right, it's going to catch up with them. It's going to catch up with them. And then it's the Joe Burrow factor. It's the Jamar Chase factor. It's T. Higgins. You know, there's Joe Mixon. There's these offensive weapons that are out there that has sort of neutralized um, some of the ineffectiveness that we've seen from that offensive line. And look, on the flip side, I, I think I'd also make a case that Cincinnati's defense at times has really risen to the occasion in a big way. And they're going to have to in this particular game, but, you know, and not to beat this point home, but Coulter, I mean, look, as a guy who played offensive line, can you imagine Aaron Donald coming screaming at you? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Miller coming at you? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, they can, in, in a game that is so significant in, what, a, a two-and-a-half-second span. Aaron Donald can change the complete complexion of this game all by himself. Well, that's exactly right, and that's why that is the biggest advantageous mismatch that the Rams have. People talking about the young coaches going head-to-head, comparing the quarterbacks, yeah. the explosive offense of the Rams. No. 
It's Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Ashawn Robinson, Greg Jenkins, Leonard Floyd. The front seven of the Rams has such an advantage over the Cincinnati Bengals' offensive line. That said, though, the Bengals have been able to mitigate it like you just mentioned, as well as anybody in NFL history. Mike Yam from the NFL Network joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Before we get to uh, this new business endeavor that you got rolling, Mike, last question for you on the Super Bowl. What, uh, any other key storylines or or, uh, fun stories that you like about this matchup or that you've been following this week that you've been having fun with? You know, it, it actually has been a lot of fun. And, and the last couple of days working just on, on Radio Row for Sirius XM and, and being able to talk to a lot of former players, current players about this particular matchup. You know, what's kind of interesting to me is I know everyone's going to talk about the offense player of the year in Cooper Cup and, and what he's been able to do. Jamar Chase gets obviously a ton of headlines. But you know what's, what's awesome about this particular matchup and culture? I don't know if it, how you feel about it. Something tells me you're probably going to agree with me on this. But I absolutely love that we're not talking about a power five player, you know, a guy that was, you know, all world, uh, you know, when he was in college, it's a major, you know, division one program. Cooper cup has been a grinder. He's been a guy that has changed and almost in some ways, almost redefined that position a little bit. And here it is Eastern Washington kid. You know, it's, it's not, it wasn't the kid who was, you know, star at USC or LSU or Ohio state. And knowing how much he could tip the scales in the favor of the Rams and maybe have that explosive play that puts him over the top, and it's Matthew Stafford who's going to ride into the sunset, so to speak, and get that that uh, you know that Super Bowl win that they were hoping for. I mean, to me, that's that's kind of one of the cool, and I, I won't say under the radar storyline. Maybe it is. I don't know how people how much people are talking about. Um, you know, his background, everyone talks about his performances, and rightfully so. But to me, knowing where, where some of these guys come from is is intriguing. Mike Yam joined us, NFL Network, and you nailed it, Mike. I, I have a great affinity for Cooper Cup. I've uh, covered the Big Sky Conference as a sports writer for 15 years, and I was going through our, our website, SkylineSportsMT.com, last night. We've been doing that for eight years, covering the Big Sky Conference as a whole, and I put in Cooper Cup's name because our Andrew Houghton, a guy who writes for us and is also our producer here at ESPN yeah. Radio, he's preparing a feature about Cooper Cup, and I was just looking up, and I have 96 different search tags from when Cooper Cup was at Eastern Washington. And uh, it's the yeah. most vindicated I've ever felt. I was going through my Twitter timeline from way back in 2013 after the second time I ever saw Cooper Cup live. And I tweeted, point blank, period, I will stand by this tweet. I said, Cooper Cup's the best player I've ever seen at the FCS or Division One AA level. The only other guy I think that's yeah. ever played at this level that's as good as Cooper Cup is Jerry Rice. And there's all sorts of funny responses from way back in 2013 saying, what are you talking about? He's a freshman from Eastern Washington. I was like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, this dude is the dude. And now I feel so vindicated because he has absolutely taken the NFL by storm. And it's so cool to see just how dominant he's been. Mike Yam from the NFL Network joining us here on Nuanas Now. And, Mike, I know you got something else cooking as well, Pine Sports. So I have intentionally not asked you much more about this in our interactions so far because I wanted yeah. it to be fresh. I wanted to learn right here on live radio. So tell us a little bit about this new endeavor. Yeah. So look, Pine Sports is a, a sports and data analytics company. What's really cool about it is we're all sports fans, right? Like you're a sports fan and, um, you know, we think we know a decent amount of the game, but a lot of times, 
you know, sometimes we need a little bit of help. And what we've been able to develop at Pine Sports is predictive modeling, custom predictive modeling, which literally exists nowhere unless you know how to code. But if most of us don't, I'm certainly not one of those guys. If you know how to work a drop-down menu, you're all good. Just imagine, Coulter, having a friend that's got literally a perfect memory and never forgets a thing. That's wow. artificial intelligence. And you basically just tell our system what you think, you know, five stats, 20 stats, any category that you can think of that decides a game you just you select them in a drop down menu and it gives you a confidence percentage after it analyzes a couple hundred games a couple thousand games depending on how many seasons you want to go back and it tells you how confident it is in the upcoming matchup so that's really cool and then if you're a fantasy player or if props is your thing we have a projector we have a machine learning tool you type the guy's name in you put in what the line is or you know with a stat category and in three clicks our machine learning tool our robot tells you what the projection is actually going to be. And we've had a lot of success with it. It's completely free to use. So it's pine-sports.com. And I think just in general, sports fans who are thinking about, you know, analysis or which way to go on their fantasy league, like we have the tool that's once again, completely free to use. Back to the future with Pine Sports. Sounds awesome. Mike yeah. Yam from the NFL Network joining us here on Nuana is Now. And tell people one more time, how can they get to this, uh, this wonderful resource? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just www.pine-sports.com. And once again, free tools. Uh, we got the prop projector, the fantasy projector. You can do player comparisons, team comparisons. We got, uh, and then obviously the, the artificial intelligence, the, the custom creative uh, predictive models, which once again, just doesn't exist anywhere else. Got to love it. Mike Yam, NFL Network studio host, joining us here on Nuanas Now, talking all things Super Bowl and a little bit of what's upcoming in the future of sports. Thanks so much for being here, man. Appreciate it. Great having you on. Yeah, anytime, man. Really appreciate it. There you go. Well, NFL insight from somebody that works at the NFL Network. How about that? Got to love the world of journalism and the way that it, uh, it connects you. Thanks to Alex Eshelman, too, uh, for hooking that up, for uh, giving us that connection. Very cool of her as well. And by the way, for those that have been missing Alex, which I know a lot of you have, she will be back on with us I believe either next week or the week after. She's been very busy uh, with a variety of different things, whether it was the national championship game down in Frisco, Texas, or you know National Signing Day, SWX, where she works, who is broadcasting this show for you on television. They have been broadcasting a ton of games as well. She's been on a ton of calls, so uh, she's been prepping and all that sort of stuff, but we'll get her back on here in the near future, and I very much look forward to having her on. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. What do you do if you need a prom dress and you live in a tiny small town in central Montana? How about if you have one and you don't know what to do with it after you've already gone to prom? Amara Bodkins, our Mattress Room Student of the Week, has a solution for you. Cinderella's Closet, what a cool idea. Student of the Week, coming up right, ne- right after this. Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's the one is now. 2.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. Just the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. 
I'm always on the move, always out and about in Missoula, so sometimes uh, I'll just have to take a stop and make the show so I can send it off to whoever's coming on so they can know what to prepare for, what to talk about, get it to the producers, whatever. And uh, so a lot of times I'm just swinging by random spots, and I won't say where I was today unless they want to get back on the air as an advertiser. <laughs> I, joke, I joke, I joke, but I said, hey, pick a song. So this was uh, this is courtesy of my guy, Mott. So thanks for the, uh, the Will Smith request. Will Smith was uh, such an interesting dude, right? I mean, obviously we know all about his diversity and the way that he has made a career in a variety of different mediums as a star. But when this album was out, Big Willie style, this was his second album, he had sort of been on the forefront of the the popular the, the the making rap more mainstream popular, but then when this was at its height, it was also at its height when gangster rap and and like hardcore East Coast rap was first at its height too, like in the mid '90s. So then this sort of stuck out like this anomaly because it was like this clean, non-violent, non-swear words rap. What do you remember about just this time in music? Rajim Seabrook, by the way, in studio here with us on the ones now. Well, I think Will Smith is also still maybe on record is never cursing on one of his songs. I think that's right. I think, and and to me, he was always kind of been <laughs> the Boy Scout of the hip-hop family, like just keeping it squeaky clean and I'm going to do what I need to do and, and convey my message without being aggressive or too brazen. And uh, But I'm going to keep your butt moving at the same time. Does that hurt his legacy? I don't think it hurts his legacy. If anything, I think it, it, it's... A, it's to a, a certain mo- sector of the of the hip-hop community, though, it does, right? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think if you don't have that, then we're not having a conversation. True, so true. Essentially, true. on some level, it's needed to happen if, we're, if it's something to talk about. I think, as with anything, there's multiple layers, right? There's... Uh, I think the Will Smiths of the world are needed. True. You know, um... You, as much as I love Wu-Tang, what I don't want my two-year-old daughter bopping her head to is the True. mystery of chess boxing. But <laughs> if uh, if she wants right. to be like parents just don't understand and there's an air of truth to it, I'm okay with that. So it's no it's it's all about context and where you want to apply it. I think I think he holds great value uh, on 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 the tree of on the family tree of hip hop. Well, it's now you spin radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Well, happy now for the reinstitution for the first time in February of our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. And the young lady who joins us today, she was actually the Student of the Week, our association with SWX Montana Television, as well as ABC Fox Montana, back in December. She's Amara Bakken. She's a senior at Power High School here in Montana. Amara, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm good. First and foremost, just take us through the last couple months. What's going on in your sporting world, and uh, just how's things going here during your senior year? Well, they're definitely going by quickly. Um, I have senior night tonight, actually. So last game, last home game of the season. Um, and then heading into tournaments. So yeah, it's definitely gone by fast. And kind of bittersweet since it's my senior year. But Well, very cool. Who do you guys play for senior night tonight? Sunburst. Oh, very cool. So a nice little Class C matchup. Well, how's the year been going for you so far? It's been going good. Super busy. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know you're involved in a ton of stuff. You're on the student council there at Power as well as uh, in 4-H. 
as well as an FCCLA. So tell people just kind of about those organizations. First, let's start with FCCLA. What, what, what's that organization all about, and uh, what does it bring to you? Yeah, um, FCCLA is primarily a leadership organization, and so um, through that, you gain a lot of community service hours, just looking out ways to help your community, and so through FCCLA, I have been able to help my community by starting a dress drive. Um, We just recently moved our dress drive actually to the mall in Great Falls, and so we have a store there for people to come and take dresses we donate them for free and then they can use them for proms or homecomings so that's definitely been a big project that i've done in fccla very cool and very worthwhile cause amara bakken's joining us here she's our matches firm student of the week we all have a different matches firm student of the week each week of this academic year leading up to the end of the year when we'll give away our matches firm student of the year scholarship and Amara, what, what made you came up with that idea? Did you feel like there was a need for, for nice formal wear, for, uh, nice dresses uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, well, I think the biggest need was that I was seeing so many people, with, they had worn their dresses and they didn't know what to do with them. Sure. So I just kind of thought it would be a good way for people who don't have the money to get dresses or maybe don't want to go out and buy a dress, they can see the ones that have been donated. Yeah, it's very cool. A very good cause. And how about 4-H? I think that 4-H, you know, I, I'm very familiar with that organization. It teaches you so many different things, so many good values. But what have you learned from 4-H? Um, I think through 4-H, I guess I've learned the importance of hard work. Because through 4-H, I've been able to take a lot of different projects. And I think it just helps you prepare for the real world and you can gain like knowledge in a career path you might want to take but yeah definitely hard work and helping out your community too well very good Mara Bakken's joining us she's a senior at Power High School they have their senior night tonight in basketball and she's also involved in a whole bunch of other different stuff what about next year what do you think uh, is your future plans well, I plan to attend MSU Bozeman um, and major in pre-veterinary medicine. So do you want to work with, with uh, livestock or horses or, or more like pet animals? What kind of vet do you want to be? I want to do it all. I hope to do large animals, small animals, and maybe even some exotic animals. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations to you, and uh, congratulations on this award. And uh, thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Radio. Yeah, thank you. Amara Bodkins, a senior at Power High School, celebrating her senior night tonight. Also very involved in her community. That's our Mattress Room Student of the Week. That one's actually from the second week of December. So we'll be catching up with uh, some of the ones from early on this year. Uh, It's sort of difficult because a lot of times, especially in hoop season, you got two, three games a week. So a lot of times the kids are on the bus or they're in school. And, uh, you know, being good students because that's what it takes to be the Mattress Room Student of the Week. But we'll be taking nominations throughout uh, the rest of the academic school year, so you can always head over to mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. Mattressfirmmt.com backslash students. We'll have a Mattress Firm Student of the Week each and every week of the academic year, culminating then in our Mattress Firm Student of the Year, which will come with a substantial scholarship courtesy of Mattress Firm. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports with our good friend Carolyn, plus more Super Bowl talk. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 